So hey, uh, this is Gordon Montgomery, your host of uh, Exovation, the um, podcast that promises to raise your consciousness. Uh, we have some ads in the podcast. Uh, these are guys that have stepped up to help keep the lights on at the Exovation podcast. So I'm really grateful for them. And I actually kind of like uh, the advertisers we have. So thank you so much for uh, listening to them and perhaps... Uh, uh, patronizing them uh, with your custom. Uh, so thanks very much. They're coming up and uh, welcome once again to Raising Human Consciousness. Uh, I love podcasting. Here we go. Exovation is experiential innovation, the approach for beginning to think in a wholly new way and develop new ways to experience life itself. This podcast is therefore all about raising human consciousness. Each episode, I, your host, Gordon Montgomery, build the conversation around a new, more philosophical and indeed spiritual path forward through the overlap of chaos and order for you, society and humanity at large. This path I'm calling Wave 21 and exists now within an exponentially more challenging agenda that's coming within the 21st century. This is your positive wake-up call. If you feel so inclined, please support us at patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash exovation. Thank you very much. Nutrition, all the stuff you put in your body or, you know, <clears throat> basically the science that interprets the nutrients and all the other substances in food uh, in relation to maintenance, growth, reproduction, health and disease of any organism. Uh, that, of course, would include processes like ingestion, absorption, assimilation, biosynthesis, catabolism and excretion. So when you talk about nutrition, what you're really talking about is, you know, what you're putting in your body, uh, where it's coming from, how it works. The whole realm here um, is really, you know, I would say you are what you eat. You know, that really is um, how we uh, operate as human beings. Think about it. We are a fertilized egg. And then what else happens? We eat stuff and that gets converted into energy, which our body then uses, you know, and like everything else with exovation as a system, as we're raising human consciousness around these nine essential realms of helpers on, or helpers on, <laughs> uh, to get that energy, uh, we really need that from our food. And so what works best for one body may not work that well for another, but there are some fundamentals. You know, one of the things we look at you know, uh, with exovation, well-being coaching is, you know, um, how do you heal? And so it's really confronting holistically, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually how you are nourishing or providing nutrients and what nutrients, you know, to your body and how is that working with the wider world? You know, it's no shock uh, to hear from most people who are listening to this, I'm sure, that I um, espouse a plant-based diet. Just simply because, as an ultra-runner running 100-mile races, as I have many, many times, and even just running, 
using my body in my 50s like that, um, <clears throat> I realized that I was mainly uh, either while running or not running, I was eating a much uh, more of a plant-based diet. In fact, I think probably all my ultra races were pretty much plant-based. Um, even, you know, the proteins, everything that people talk about, where do you get your protein? You know, there's plenty of places. Uh, but the, the powders, anything I was using was really, you know, a plant-based um, element, which was like higher... Uh, likelihood for absorption getting directly in my system giving my body i was burning like 300 calories per hour and uh, my body needed it every hour for 30 hours so uh, i started thinking well <laughs> if that works you know for me at the highest level of endurance you know activities and 100 degree heat or you know whatever through the night and day and running for 30 hours, then why don't I try that in my real life? So I just went home and I uh, was actually encouraged by, my, encouraged by my coach at the time, uh, Carolina Aramburo. I always um, give great thanks and acknowledgement for everything that I've created in my life, uh, certainly uh, since 2012 and, and maybe before, uh, that, um, you know, just... I just ate all the, I guess I had a few chicken breasts or whatever and defrosted all those, you know, even now I think about it, it's horrific how, you know, that I consider that food. But anyway, um, you know, I just ate whatever I had left and waste anything and uh, then just started, eat, you know, eating more plant-based, just switched over, switched my, uh, my milk, you know, from dairy, uh, you know, over to tried different milks, just experimented, bought a few different samples and just really didn't like some and liked others. And those have changed over time. And that's one of the things I've found too, as you start uh, fueling your body better and better, your body learns and, and it actually improves. My sensitivity to everything has increased uh, from altering my nutrition, really, and, you know, how I'm now informing my body through the energy and the types of energy that my body starts craving certain things, and uh, honestly, even walking around by the meat area, um, I was a full rack of ribs guy, like, you know, just give me all, you know, all you can eat ribs, uh, meat, you know, and uh, chewing off the bone, because so that's manly red meat, and um, I get that, I get people want to do that. Because uh, I certainly was that person, but now I can't even walk around by the certainly not the fish area or the red meat area. Just everything lying out, I just see all those dead animals. I'm not particularly an animal lover, but just this, you know, everything's broken in the same way because it was designed in the same way. These systems were designed, you know, hierarchically to um, extract resources from the earth unsustainably, and now we've got problems like you know you look at you know your health and your well-being like you know all disease all disease comes from some sort of inflammation right and the solar pieces underneath that but that's definitely one thing you can look at like it's this kind of there's a microbiome as well in the body and there's the um the body's actually its own system and there's the mitochondria there's a lot of different you know things you can start digging into but ultimately if you are decreasing inflammation in your body, you're, you're decreasing the resistance and the work that your body has to do with that energy that provide for it. Um, and uh, again, you know, I'm not advocating necessarily against a carnivore omnivorous diet, uh, but just think about it. Like, why would you use just your taste buds uh, or what you see, what you smell, taste to decide your entire body's health. Like it just makes no sense when you really think about it from an objective, you know, stand back, take a few deep breaths, just think like, what do I put in my body? Like every day, like or just track it, have a food journal, just see what you're eating. 
you know, if you're, you know, if you have, if you're, um, a lot of women I know uh, have, um, certainly into their, you know, 30, late 30s, 40s, 50s, men too, of course, uh, but it seems to come up more in women, these hormonal issues and these uh, autoimmune diseases. Um, there are many, many things you can do just by altering your food, especially under guidance from a, a health or well-being coach, uh, probably a more of a health and wellness coach, right? Wellness being distinct from well-being. Uh, that well-being is your overall way of being, whereas wellness is more specifically, okay, eat root vegetables to feel less stressed and, you know, here you get your protein from beans and nuts or, you know, uh, don't, you know, try to keep away from tofu and peanut butter uh, with, I think, a xylitol in it and uh, any processor like there, you know, that's more wellness. But at the end of the day, uh, nutrition—how you fuel your body and put the nutrients in your body and where they come from and how it's impacting the planet—it's all interconnected. So uh, these things, these systems, were designed in a certain way, and they're all designed in a certain way to extract resources, mainly power, in order to gain, um, or, you know, uh, money and the ability to then extend that power further. You know, from a kind of corporate profit industrialization of our food supply perspective. So, if you want to avoid, you know, COVID 19, 20, 21, whatever year we're in, uh, <laughs> virus or anything else, you know, uh, if you want to have a healthier body, increasing the strength of your immune system, which you can do with, you know, fruit and veg, very high, but you have to give up the other stuff, but just increasing the quantity that you're putting in there. Uh, more fresh, clean water, you know, um, more sunlight. These are all nutrients for your body. Uh, being in nature, we're talking about sustainability. Like, you know, the more you can access nature and be uh, connected with that natural way of being, you know, calming your mind uh, and detoxing your mind. Um, all of this, uh, from a nutritional perspective, it is something we can all do, and it's amazing then how th those physical things, just how we put food in our bodies, impact us emotionally. We definitely see that. You know, you can, if you eat sugar, you know, you get a sort of a high from it, and so forth. Um, there are other nutritional elements too, CBD. Um, are there anything else that you're bringing into your body? Maybe not traditionally in nutrition, and we think more of kind of food as a kind of a shortcut term for that. But that's part of the problem: is we really shortcut ourselves and we just like go oh you know oh that lobster looks great on the ad you know let's go eat a lobster i mean uh, lobster actually is funny in and of itself um uh lobsters never stop growing and uh but when they're caught you know and they're just thrown in um in boiling water and we kind of boiled alive um they were originally uh, very cheap food a lot of these bottom dwelling animals right so you know we're destroying our oceans and so forth and where do you think all the pollution goes uh to the bottom of the ocean uh, sort of tapping into the sustainability kind of question but we're demanding that that happens through our nutritional requirements and even you know now lobster seen as this great high-end thing but it was really kind of a lower end of society would eat these um these creatures and now we're all eating them and we make it socially acceptable and you know you have these crawfish boils and it's part of cultures and a lot of people just you know ate these things because they had to that's what it was around it was cheap you know really basic food and so what's the what's the problem well here's the problem uh think about all the diseases that have really impacted mankind in recent years you know mad cow disease swine pig flu um you know the eating of uh, the um uh, the brain stem and brains and other neurological matter of sheep 
the avian bird flu, uh, the uh, supposed uh, you know bats that got infected with uh, around uh, COVID nineteen. You know, um, more strains, H1N1, of, of different uh, flus and viruses. You know, they're all, if you look at them, they're all connected to animals. And guess what? You know, a virus is not alive, it's not an animal, but a virus is programmed to get into the best possible environment, to get into cells that are going to spread it as far and wide as possible. Like a virus wants to be everywhere. That's its thing. Uh, it's MO. So um, guess what? Humans are going to go far further than your local bat or cow or sheep or pig or whatever. So the more, I believe it's called zoonotic, when they can cross over from one species to the other, but um, these viruses basically, quote-unquote, learned you know, to move across into humans because humans are going to spread it, get on planes, go all around the world, do all these different things. Uh, that's going to have the virus be in more places, and that's exactly their raison d'etre. So, um, you know, we're going to have more of that, you know, and viruses don't go away. Uh, they can be denatured, uh, but they're not alive in the sense, um, you know, that most people think. In fact, um, there's a theory, I believe, that of what a virus really is, is kind of an explosion or kind of a, like expulsion, excretion out of a dying cell, and then the, this kind of genetic material is looking for other cells to go kind of inhabit. Uh, but I don't want to go kind of too far down that. But So our nutrition, you know, like a lot of people don't really know what their nutrition is. Like what is it that you're eating? Why would you eat it? Um, you know, uh, the thing is there, what we eat, um, you know, like I said, we are what we eat. But what we eat also demands certain structures Um from our uh, physical environment, certain things to actually happen. And now, perhaps with the global pause, we're starting to maybe think, you know, about our nutrition. I think it's highly likely that our food supply will be interrupted, I guess time will tell, in 2020. Like, how are we growing things? Like, what's in our soil anymore? Like, a lot of people talk about the vitamin B12 is unavailable to vegans and those who are on a vegetarian or plant-based diet. Well, it's also unavailable <laughs> to people who eat meat because guess what? That meat ate grass, first of all, and uh, the B12 uh, is depleted in the soil itself. A lot of uh, friends and, and clients that, have, uh, that are working in biodiversity and working in kind of permaculture and looking after the soil and all the different techniques that there are, um, you know, are, uh, are looking to create better and better soil. And from there, you know, we can actually then have, you know, better plants. I eat plants. One of the things that I like about eating plants is that um, it's the most direct, you know, energy, right? Because the sun puts the energy into the plants. And then if you eat the plants, you're getting that more directly rather than processing it through the stomachs and so forth and into the the muscles of animals and then you're eating that just seems to me more logical to eat it, you know, kind of directly. And every flavor, like, you know, nobody's eating raw meat in general, right? So every flavor, garlics, you know, pepper, all these things that, uh, you know, ginger, whatever it is, uh, that are flavoring, uh, you know, even sugar is a plant, right? Sugar cane. So um, these things are all plant-based, all the flavors. And, uh you know, uh, that's maybe something, you know, to kind of bear in mind when we're looking at our nutrition that we really are what we eat and we really are at the source of that and we don't have to be, yet again, reliant on some sort of, uh, 
system above us uh, that we're, we just take what we're given and then you know deal with the illnesses that inevitably come from that um, non-human centric approach to nutrition. Hi, this podcast is supported by patreon.com forward slash exovation. The uh, anchor.fm forward slash exovation forward slash support site, uh, which actually helps me produce this podcast. And most simply by you, the wonderful listener, all you need to do is actually just listen to the podcast, including the ad from whatever advertiser I have that particular episode. And uh, automatically, Anchor will send a payment through to uh, keep the lights on here at the podcast and keep this podcast coming. Thank you so much. So what to do about your nutrition? Um, what, what practical actions can we take? You know, I think... Um, it seems here in 2020 like uh, it's highly likely that more plant-based options are going to be more available to people. Again, it's this kind of chaos control, like total chaos, like what should I eat? How do I eat it? Is this good? Is it bad? Am I getting enough protein? Uh, you know, <laughs> that, that protein question is hilarious to those of us who have been, you know, ha- super happy and healthy and with no colds or flus or anything since, you know, switching to a plant-based diet. But, you know, it makes sense, right? Because we're really told, I mean, even in restaurants, like, what protein do you want? Don't even ask, like, what dead animal or what, you know, meat or whatever. <laughs> like, what protein that somehow, you know, people don't understand that there's protein in largely every fruit and vegetable. Um, you know, some more than others, of course. And uh, you do you even know, you know, what you're putting in your body with that piece of meat? You know, like, there's arsenic that's often put in, chicken and there's other steroids and other you know uh just chemicals that are coming in and that little bit of uh, steak or whatever that you're eating and um you know like the actual muscle of the animal is yeah it's good protein healthy you know we're, we can eat it we can digest it it's you know a lot of energy and work to digest it and break it down whereas you know the uh the fiber as well which we're very low in in our diet and our sad you know uh what is it called standard american diet in the SAD diet, that um, which is just a brilliant acronym. Um, I'm sorry for my slight bias here, but um, having been omnivore and now uh, plant-based, I uh, herbivore. I um, you know I'm speaking just personally here as my opinion, but um, yeah, like we don't we aren't really educated to know what we're actually putting in our body, and then you know in America there's the Food and Drug Administration, right? Food and Drug. Has ever, anyone ever noticed that you know? <laughs> You know, there's always a drug to help with, you know, um, meat coma or, uh, you know, some gut issues or, and these, a lot of these things build up incrementally, right? Uh, good and bad. And, um, you know, if you're, um, if you're eating toxins and poisons, you know, like guess where the pollution of the ocean goes, bottom of the ocean, you're eating shellfish, they often to say to me, like, well, I should, you know, I'm going to give up red meat. I'm like, give up shellfish, give up eating fish, like, because they're, got heavy metals and goodness knows what in them, but you don't know. Like, oh, well, they're all checked and everything. Well, yes, but the guys who are checking aren't checking every single one. And, um, you know, a lot of these things build up slowly over time. So the individual, you know, batch, whatever gets checked, yeah, it's fine. But then over time, that might well be building up heavy metals and who knows what in your body. Same thing with plants. There are pesticides and other things as well. Uh, but there is, there is 
um, evidence to show that um, you're going to get cleaner, healthier uh, food, especially you know organic uh, plants uh, and eating those in your body. Again, I'm not an expert in this area. The, the purpose of this episode is to start looking from a higher perspective, from a higher vibrational perspective, and shifting your level of conscious ar- consciousness around what you're putting in your body. I mean, isn't it odd that we, you know, have chosen cats and dogs to love? And you can't go around, you know, killing people's cats and dogs, but you can absolutely go around, you know, killing thousands and thousands of cows and pigs and sheep. Uh, you know, we, I don't know what we do. Like, are they less sentient? Do people even know? Is it our distance from them? It's just interesting to start looking at, you know, what you can do. Um, and we do, you know, there's good evidence now to start showing the more we mess with animals, uh, the more we mess with the whole environment. So, um yeah, there's definitely more plant-based options. Uh, it's a lo- you know a lot of why the the um, the meat-based uh, energy source uh, that has that creates you, um, you know, and all the stress of that animals are being animals being tortured and killed. That stress is passing into the humans. When you're feeling a certain way, there's good evidence now to show that um, you know eating. Um, plant-based products will actually shift your mental and emotional states as well, if not even spiritual, um, in that uh, energetically, if you're not requesting that, uh, you know, animals be killed because you love the taste of salt and fat that are part of a, you know, a bit of uh, skin from a a pig called bacon, uh, it's isn't interesting how we have nice, you know, nice names for these things, you know, an orange out in the wild is called an orange, and then when you eat it, you're eating orange. A pig out in the wild is called a pig, but then when you eat it, it's called bacon, we've got these nice labels that kind of distance ourselves, even, you know, kind of words that create worlds where, you know, things are called, um, you know, something um, something a little, a little different, so it's a steak, right, it's not called, you know, a bit of cow. Um, and again, these are just, you know, aspects and elements that perhaps give give you access to think about what it is you're putting in your body and what nutrients, what um, uh, empowerment you're taking into your body based only mainly on your taste buds and not thinking of the wider impacts. And we see all these ills beyond just ourselves in society. Uh, a lot of the illness and the, the healing that's required in society is is tied back to what we're eating. Um, you know, it just accumulates over time that you're creating inflammation, which is leading to disease. We've been tied, you know, uh, cancer and other serious disease, heart disease and cancer to um, some of the, the things that we're eating now. Certainly people, you know, uh, and there are many famous people now that go out and hunt their own animals and kill one and have meat, you know, for, you know, 10 months or whatever the year because uh, they've got not everybody can do that and um, you know how clean is that animal you know um, and yeah I certainly get that there's ethical like yeah, I guess it's called um, eat what you kill uh, and I can certainly see that so I'm not advocating for meat or non-meat it's it's about your intention your authenticity who you really are and what you're doing is each of your actions has an effect out there in the world just as if things are kind of off or not working for you in your life or in, uh, you know, in the life around you in the world, um, there's often a source of something inside of you that you can make a shift with, you can make a, ch- a change, you can take new actions to produce new results in your life. And our food is probably the, one of the most important things we can do. It affects our emotions, it affects our our health, our well-being. As you get on in years, maybe you're 20, you don't really care. Uh, but once you get into your 50s, I've already got friends, you know, who are dying, 
you know, um, who are getting overweight, who are, um, you know, that, uh, you know, one of the things of eating plants is you can eat almost unlimited amounts, right? You know, huge, big salads, and it really fills you up. You know, we're very low on fiber in most countries because most of the food doesn't contain that much fiber anymore. So getting fiber through your system keeps your gut health really clean, really good, really clean. Uh, with men with prostate cancer and so forth, you know, lowers the risk of that. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just uh, pointing out that uh, there are many, many, many benefits from just knowing as a start point what you're putting in your body. And we don't know when we trust the system, right? When we trust the education system or the healthcare system or the political system, we trust these and eventually they break down because they're not incorporating, you know, humans first. They aren't humanity first, you know, as Andrew Yang, the political uh, contender for the, the 20... 20 presidential election in America uh, said, you know, you know, humanity first. That's his non-profit organization he's now running. Um, and they're not necessarily, you know, plant-based, but um, this whole thing aligns with a lot of what the message of this podcast season and series is all about. And this last, you know, uh, episode, N for Nutrition, is really all about, um, you know, people are the next big thing. You know, we haven't really done the inner work on ourselves and, and one of the biggest things you can do for yourself in your life is, you know, like look after your uh, health and well-being. Know what you're putting in your body. There's some great apps like Chronometer, C-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R, Chronometer. I think you have to pay for it's an app, but you can type anything in there, type in your meals, you can type in and it'll give you all the details, all the stats, all the carbs, all the protein, all the energy you're getting from it. You can assemble, you know, a 1,500, 2,000, 4,000 calorie, you know, day, in there it's very handy you know to actually get you know kind of look at the data you know just like our digital world is extracting all of our data and giving us no money for it you can actually get data on what you're putting in your own body because you can have complete control over your own body um you know to a large extent anyway uh, at this point um and so the the more you're taking care of your nutrition uh, and having, you know, wheatgrass or, you know, uh, moringa or, you know, um, uh, ashwagandha or uh, chlorella or spirulina. These are all, um, you know, plants with very high micronutrient density. Uh, you know, eating uh, eating bananas on a regular basis, uh, just really great for your body, the potassium, sodium, and so forth, salts in there, um, quite sweet often. Uh, avocado, just incredible um, amount of different nutrients, especially the omega-3, 6, 9. Uh, again, I'm not a nutritionist uh, or a medical doctor, but these are beneficial foods you can put in your body even dark chocolate very dark chocolate with no milk solids or anything in it um, is incredibly good for your uh, mental state you know just eating a bunch of dark chocolate if you're feeling a bit depressed or down um, just eating you know some good dark chocolate you can actually have fun you know vegan food uh, plant-based diet does not have to be boring cardboard you can certainly get that absolutely and anything that's processed or you're trying to replace your burger and your hot dog and everything with a vegan version like that was bad from the get-go um 
So, you know, uh, you know, it really is, you know, you do need guidance really on it because um, this is how you're sustaining your actual life, you know, uh, your food and your water and everything you're putting in your body. So um, just really would encourage everybody to start, you know, observing what they're eating, you know, maybe, you know, getting one of these apps, download that or just, you know, go see a, new, um, a naturopathic or a nutritional doctor or coach. There are plenty of people uh, my own coach, Carolina Aramburo, has a health and wellness practice with a, a great um, director and manager of that. Uh, the Hippocrates Institute is uh, one in, um, that can certainly uh, reference in that respect. Um, there are many, many resource, resources on it. It's very confusing, so get some guidance. And that's probably the biggest thing as human beings that we can do for ourselves, our body, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You'd be very surprised how your energy levels will start shifting. You don't have to go fully plant-based, by the way, either. But just knowing what you're putting in your body, having it be pure and clean, detoxing all those you know, problems, uh, those like, problematic chemicals, and so forth, but will have an incredible impact on your health and well-being, your mental state, how you're feeling, how you're able to deal with situations, your stress. Uh, all of this gets managed much, much better when we start um, really taking care of and, and aligning ourselves with uh, healthy well-being in our body, mind, and soul. Oh, and two other quick things. Uh, if you're on iTunes, if you could uh, give me some stars and a comment, I hear that that helps uh, spread the word about the podcast. And uh, I think if you're on anchor.fm, uh, that you can uh, favorite me and uh, it tells me that you can leave a voice message for requests for podcasts or comments and stuff like that so any interaction like that would be great and finally you can find me at gmeta g-m-e-t-a at g-m-e-t-a on twitter for uh keeping up to date with what i'm thinking about uh i'll be building a new twitter account pretty soon too so that's it for now bye